Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast episode 23. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, uncovering the secrets of effortless social media marketing for your business. And here is your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. Hello and a super warm welcome to this week's podcast episode. I hope you've had a fabulous week and you're still enjoying this lovely sunshine. If you're in the UK, I know it's causing havoc in other places, but I have to say I do enjoy the sun. So I quite like this warm weather. Anyway, I have had a really good week. I have been super busy actually doing some work for me, which kind of sounds strange, but when you have an agency like I do and you have a team and you work with clients, you often find that your time is taken up doing work for them. And rightly so, they're paying the bills, they're obviously keeping everybody a job, and therefore when I have a list of things to do, theirs always tends to come first. Although I am also a big believer of you need to work on your business, not in your business, and I don't probably spend enough time doing that. However, this week and at the end of last week, I've managed to do it. So that's really cool. And one of the things I've done this week is I have advertised a lead magnet. Now, obviously, I've talked about lead magnets before in the podcast. And it's basically when you're putting out some content, some really good, valuable content that my audience are going to want to have. And in exchange for that content, they give me their email address. And this week I have been advertising that via social media, both on Facebook and Instagram. And it's reminded me again about how wonderful the advertising tool is that Facebook have. And I obviously do ads all the time for clients, but I think when it's your own, you pay 
obviously more particular interest to it and I've been desperately watching the leads come in and I've had a really good result. My average lead is costing me about 70p at the moment, which for me and my business, this is really, really good. And actually, just while I'm on this subject, one thing that is really interesting is that I often get asked, what should it be? What amount should it be? How many leads should I get? And you know what? There's no hard and fast rule. It really does depend. The interesting thing about doing any type of advertising is that there are so many variables that take place that could affect the advert one way or the other. I have a great example of this. So we were doing the adverts and we were running them across Facebook and Instagram. And I always thought that Instagram ads weren't ever as good as, say, the Facebook ads in terms of engagement because of the fact that on Instagram it is much more about sort of liking pictures than going to visit a website, which is what my advert is doing. I'm trying to get people to leave the platform they're in and go to a landing page where they give me their details. So anyway, I put this advert on Instagram and I just used the same image as I used for Facebook. And it was a landscape image, really nice image of the checklist that I was giving away. And anyway, uh, Steve, who works with me, he does the tech side and helps me with advertising. He said to me, could we recreate the image so it's square for Instagram? And I was like, yeah, great idea. Obviously, in all the other things we were doing, I just hadn't thought about it. And we saw our advert conversion cost go from £1.50 per conversion, i.e. each person that gave me their email address cost me £1.50. Once I changed the image to a square image, it went right down to 58p. And it blew my mind. I couldn't actually believe that having the square image would make such a difference. But anyway, it did and it was fabulous. So doing this advertising has spurred me on to talk about Facebook ads in this week's podcast. So today I am going to talk you through why Facebook audiences are amazing and some of the different things that you can do with them. So I am going to go through four different types of audience that you can do and how you can use them to better target and to really maximise your spend on Facebook. Okay, let's get started. So I'm going to start with the one that probably most people use when they're setting up an advert. And this is through picking your target audience by creating an audience using Facebook options. So when you're going through the advertising tool, the second screen you get to, which is the advert set, is where you pick your audience and in here you're going to be able to pick the types of audience you want to go for. So the most basic form is that you're going to be able to go for where are they in the world. You can choose by postcode, you can choose by type of place, you can literally put a pin drop on a map and decide how far out you want that pin drop to cover. Obviously you pick location, then you can pick your age of your audience. Obviously it goes from anything 13 right the way up to 65. Then you can pick your gender. Is it men or is it women or is it both? There is an option to enter a language in there and you only really need to do that if you are advertising in a certain language that is not the normal spoken language in that area. So obviously if you are advertising in the UK, you don't need to put English in there because that's the language that the majority of people in that area speak. 
Okay, and then we get down to the good bit. We get down to the detailed targeting. And I'm actually having to bring this up on my screen as I talk you through it, because there are so many options that I'm never gonna be able to remember. So I'm just gonna click through a few just to give you an idea. The main kind of targeting areas you have are demographics, interests, and behaviors. Under demographics, you've got things like education, life events, parenting, politics, US only, relationships and work. So let's just dive into education. And you can look at the level of education someone went to, the field of study, what universities or schools they went to, or what undergraduate years they're in. If I go to parents, for instance, I can pick the age of the children that these parents are. So let me explain that because that doesn't make much sense. But basically, you can pick parents with preschool children, parents with adult children, parents with preteens, and so on and so forth. Relationships, obviously, you can look at relationship status. So things like, are they divorced? Are they engaged? Um, are they single? The work section is another great one because you can look at things like, are they employees? What industry are they in? Uh, who employs them? And job titles. So if you're going after a particular type of person in a particular job role, then this can be really useful. And then under the next section, interests, you've basically got a huge section and it's every possible interest that you could imagine. So I would suggest to you that if you were going to do use interests, you literally just type in the thing that you're thinking about. So normally when I look at this, I think about what publications might they actually purchase or read? Who would they follow? And what websites might they visit? So for instance, if I was searching social media people, I might pick things like Social Media Examiner, Amy Porterfield, Kim Gast, all those types of people. What I'm trying to do when I pick an audience is think about who my potential customers might follow or be interested in. So like I said, that interest section is huge, but they literally sort of put everything down there. And then you've got the behavior section, which can be quite useful if you're looking at things like financial stuff, if you're looking at mobile data and those sort of things. But like I said, it tends to be those first two demographics and interests are amazing. And that's how you would create your target audience. If you are coming new to this and you're deciding to do some advertising, then that's probably the place you're going to start. You're going to try and find your audience by picking out some of the key characteristics that you can think of. Okay, on to number two. One of the other really smart things that Facebook can do is they can give you something called a pixel. Now, all a pixel is, is a snippet of code. Now, you might want to speak to the person who built your site or someone who's a bit more tech savvy if you're not. And personally, I have, I mentioned Steve earlier and I have Steve who would do this for me. So he would put the pixel on a website or a landing page. And landing pages can be really useful to have that pixel on. And what that bit of code is doing is it's reporting back to Facebook every time it recognizes someone. So what happens is, let's say, for instance, I go onto a shop and look at some shoes. You know, when you leave that shop and or leave the web shop, not the physical shop, when you leave that and you go and visit something else on the internet and those shoes keep reappearing around the internet, well, that's called remarketing. And the pixel is how Facebook enables you to remarket to people. And then why this is so powerful is when people come to your website, 
great if you've got a lead magnet on there trying to get their details. But if they don't leave their details, you don't know who those people are. Now, if you have a pixel on your website, okay, granted, you're still not going to know the exact people. However, you're going to be able to target to people who visited your website. So although you might not know names and people and be able to contact them directly, what Facebook is able to do is store those people in a custom audience. So to find your custom audiences or to look at how you set one up, you go into your ads manager and you click top left audience and then you come to the audience pages and top left again is create custom audience. And this is where you're going to find all the audiences that I'm now going to be talking about. Okay, so let's get back to that pixel. So it's basically tracking who has visited your site or your landing page, and it's putting them in a pot in custom audiences. And what you're able to do is you are then able to send an advert directly to those people. You can even do things like check out certain pages on your website. So if they visited a particular page that is focusing on a particular product or service, then you could remarket back to them. You can send them an advert in Facebook that basically says, did you want to look at this thing? Were you still interested? Or whatever it might be. And like I said, these are brilliant. And I have seen some great examples of this where I have visited a website within 10, 15 minutes, I've gone into Instagram and suddenly that website is advertising to me. And it's great because I know some people get a little bit freaked out about them being stalked around the internet. But for me, I don't see it like that. I see it as a opportunity to recapture that lead, to remind those people that you're still around, you still exist. And also people could end up coming off your website for loads of reasons, that they got caught up in something, that the internet went down, that they got called into a meeting or whatever it might be. So don't presume that just because someone's gone to your site and left again, that they're not going to want to hear from you again. And then the other really good example is where I've seen it on landing pages. So this is where it again can get super clever. Let's say you have a pixel on your landing page which is selling something or promoting a lead magnet. And then you also have a pixel on your thank you page. What you're going to be able to do is identify the people that landed on that page but didn't then complete. So they never reached the thank you page because obviously you only reach the thank you page if you've bought the product. So basically what you can do is you can set up an audience that says target everybody that hit that landing page but exclude the people who hit the thank you page and therefore you can give those people another opportunity to come back to that landing page and actually then complete the purchase or fill in the details for the lead magnet. Again not all of them are going to want to do it but you're potentially going to capture some people who didn't get a chance to do it for whatever reason previously. And again, I saw a brilliant example of this. Marie Folio, she sells a programme called B-School. And Amy Porterfield, who you know that I follow and, and think is wonderful, she promotes that really heavily. So when I was watching Amy's stuff, she was talking about B-School and I was thinking, do I need B-School? So anyway, as I do, I go along to the sales page and I have a look at what B-School is and is it right for me? And then within a day or two, I then get an advert served 
to me on Facebook and it's Marie Forleo and she's done a live or she's definitely done a piece to camera video and in that video she says I saw you looking I know you visited the sales page what stopped you why didn't you sign up do you know that and then she obviously went into a more of a sales patter in terms of why I should be a b-school member but how powerful is that that actually being able to identify what pages people went to and then be able to market back to them to try and then reconvince them that it was the right thing to do or, you know, that they should have bought the product or whatever, but also to capture the kind of people that were maybe a bit on the fence. And actually, if I was on the fence, which I wasn't, I didn't get B-School in the end, but if I was on the fence and I was thinking about should I have it or not, then maybe that advert might have swayed me. So that is another great one. Okay, on to number three, remarketing to video views. This one is a brilliant one too. So within that audience that I talked about on Facebook advertising, there is custom audiences. That's what these audiences are called. That's just the group name for them. And one of the custom audiences that you can create is an engagement audience. And when you click on engagement, you're going to be able to target people who have watched videos, who have done a full screen experience, who have visited your Facebook page, looked at your Instagram business profile. So this is a really, really good one. And the way I use this is, now if you've put a video on Facebook and someone sits and watches your video for let's say 30 seconds, if it's a minute and they've watched it for 30 seconds, 30 seconds on Facebook watching one video is actually quite a long time. I know it doesn't feel like it in the scheme of things, but actually for a video on social media, for someone to engage for 30 seconds, it's quite a long time. And therefore, I would presume that because they sat and watched my video for a fair bit of time, that they're interested in what it is I'm talking about, or otherwise they would have gone straight on and ignored the video, or they would have caught the first few seconds and thought, this isn't for me. They've sat and watched this video for any length of time, and this can obviously depend on the length of the video, what point of which they might drop out. But basically, if you said 50% of the video, then you're thinking they're fairly interested, which means I can then target back to those people knowing that they are probably more interested than the original target audience that I was advertising to. So let's say the first audience I talked about where you pick your target audience and you try and pick the people you think will be interested. If you then sent them a video ad, you could then only target the people who got halfway through your video in order to then send your lead magnet ad, for instance. And hopefully what you'll find is because you're narrowing down the people that you're targeting, that actually your conversion is a much better price than if you had just sent that to the whole audience initially. I hope you're keeping up. I do get this is a little bit um, confusing, not only for me to say, but maybe also for you to listen. So I really hope you understand. But basically, like I said, what I do is I advertise a video. I might choose a target audience to advertise that video to. And then I choose the people that have watched at least half of the video, depending on the length of time. And then I re-advertise back to those people as well. 
Okay, on to the final one. The last one is custom audiences that you can upload your data into Facebook. Now with recent GDPR changes, obviously everyone's data is looking a little bit thinner than it was. However, if you still have a sizable database, that's really difficult because saying it's sizable means one thing to one person and one to another. I get it, I'm sorry. But all I can suggest is that you upload it and see. But if you have a database where you have your customers and prospects on there, this is obviously the best data that you can get because these are people who are genuinely interested in your product or your service. What you can do is you can upload this to Facebook and Facebook will attempt to match your database with its data and it will then create an audience out of the people that it knows. So what you're able to do then is you're able to target those people on Facebook and I know you might think well I've got their email what am I targeting them for? But you don't get 100% open rate on your emails or if you do please come and tell me how because that would be amazing. But you don't get 100% open rate ordinarily and therefore people are still missing your emails, they're still missing your messaging. I would always think about trying to do a two-pronged approach so that you try and get them on both sides. The other thing that this is brilliant for though, once you've uploaded your list, is you can then create a lookalike audience. And what Facebook are going to do is they're going to look at the people who were in your original list and they're gonna try and find some common elements of them. They're gonna look at those people and go, okay, what pages are they interested in? Where do they live? What things do they do? Where do they visit? How do they interact on Facebook? And they're going to use all this really smart data and they're then going to create an audience of people that look the same as the audience that you've uploaded. So potentially they could be your potential customers too. I know I've covered lots of things there that if you haven't done this in Facebook before can seem a little bit mind blowing, but really the opportunity that Facebook are affording us as marketers is phenomenal. And the way that we can target people is amazing. I would really highly recommend that you spend a bit more time looking into creating audiences in Facebook and seeing how these audiences can work for you. And all these things are trial and error. They're all a case of testing it. If it works up your budget if it isn't working stop it tweak it try again and like I said we are running a really successful campaign at the moment where we're seeing lots of people added to my email list and it's going really really well and this is because we have been working hard on those audiences I really hope that I've given you an insight to how Facebook ads can help you and your business I'd love to hear if you are running them and how are they going. Also, if you've had any experience of different types of audiences that have worked really well from you, then again, I would love to hear that too. Anyway, I will leave you for this week and thank you once again for listening to the podcast. It is always, always appreciated. And I will see you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast with Teresa Heath-Waring from TeresaHeathWaring.com. 